Hey there, bats and ghouls. This is your host, Brittany. Welcome to the first episode of Night of the Living History. Before we jump right into our first spooky history story, I just wanted to let you know what this podcast is going to be about. In this podcast, we're going to explore the witchy, the macabre, and the you-know-it spooky histories that live in our past. So let's get right into it. Welcome to Night of the Living History. All right, guys, so the first spooky history story that we're going to dive into takes place during the 1692 Salem Witch Trials. Now, you may have learned a little bit about the Salem Witch Trials in your history classes. Um, You may have learned about it and you don't remember it. Either way, it's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I do want to give a little bit of background, though. Um, Witches were not a new concept in 1692. They have been around for centuries. Um, For example, the Malleus Maleficarum, also known as the Hammer of the Witches, was a book that was written in the late 15th century to help guide those who wanted to hunt or prosecute witches. It basically gave them a guide of things to look for. But the story we're going to be talking about tonight is going to be the story of Tichuba. She was the first witch accused in the Salem Witch Trials. Now, the exact origins of Tichuba are really unknown. Um, I couldn't really find much about where she came from. Um, I think it was really hard to keep track. Um, She was a slave. She was owned by a minister um, named Samuel Paris. Now, Tichuba ate, worked, and prayed for over a decade in Boston and Salem with Paris and his family. She was actually um, relatively close to Paris's daughters. Um, She often told tales of voodoo um, and also sometimes did small magic tricks. Of course, there's not any solid evidence to support these things. These are just things that we've um, learned through hearsay um, or through oral history. Um, So I don't have any facts backing that specific thing up. But there are some things that state, um, such as court records, that she was especially especially close to Betty Paris. Um, She was nine years old. That was Samuel Paris's daughter. Um, And she often spent time with her, his niece, Abigail Williams, and their friend, Anne Putnam. Um, So the girls spent a lot of time with her. And at some point, they began to indulge in fortune telling. Uh, Betty and Abigail started increasingly acting strange, having what's described as fits, making strange noises, thrashing, claiming to be pinched, bit, screaming, all kinds of stuff. Um, Now, some scholars do place blame on medical reasons, um, such as epilepsy. I think there's even some kind of weird bread thing so there's like a kind of yeast um in bread that are fungus in bread that can cause these kinds of um behaviors however um because of the way that it spread throughout the community um it's very unlikely that this was something medical going on with these girls um and when this first happened uh tichuba and her husband um with a neighbor named mary sibley uh they decided to try and figure out what was going on. Of course, Tichuba really cared about these girls. Um, She wanted to help. So uh, they did something that was common from her culture. They baked what was called a witch cake. Um, And what you do is you would feed the witch cake to a dog and something would show up in the dog's feces that would tell you who bewitched them. So this didn't help her case. Um, And initially uh, when it came time to prosecute Tichuba. 
She claimed innocence. Um, she continued to be accused and questioned. Um, there are some sources that state that she was actually beat by Paris um, until she confessed. Um, so, as I stated, she did the unthinkable. She did, in fact, confess. Um, she confessed to making a deal, due, um, according to court records, making a deal with the Satan himself, um, as well as telling stories about having actual uh, encounters and conversations with Satan's um, animal familiars. She even states in court records that she signed the devil's book, um, seeing the names of others um, that would later become accused during the witch trials in the book itself. Now the court actually accepted this as evidence. Um, so hysteria and panic just hit Salem like crazy. And this is how we have the 1692 Salem witch trials. Um, now, many sources, including Tichaba herself, state that she was forced to confess after being beaten by Paris at some point. She was just so afraid of what was going to happen to her, especially being a person of color at this time, that she just went with it and hoped that just confessing to what they wanted her to say would save her. She confessed to witnessing Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne. Um, both having their names signed in the devil's book, as well as seeing them transition into winged beasts. Um, because she was conf she confessed, she is actually one of the very few survivors of the Salem witch trials. Um, the trials continued, and she took back her confession. Um, her, confection her confession actually resulted in the death of Sarah Good. Um, and I think that, and just witnessing the hysteria that surrounded it all, um, she wanted to take it back. She told them that she only said it because she was being beat. Um, actually found not guilty due to lack of evidence on May 9th, 1692. Minister Samuel Paris refused to pay her jail fees at this point. So Tichipa actually remained in a Boston jail until April of 1693. Um, she was sold to an unnamed person um, and she never appears again to this date on any historical documents. Now, some historical sites that you can visit are, of course, Salem, Massachusetts. There's also the Salem Village Parsonage. It's an archaeological site, and this is actually where Tichaba lived. Um, there are uh, also a lot of movies and books that were inspired by the Salem Witch Trials. Um, Paranorman actually has a scene, um, if you're familiar with the animated movie, um, where it's kind of similar to the way that the Salem Witch Trials took place. Um, also, The Crucible, something very common um, that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. Um, if you're interested in furthering your reading, um, there is a book called I, Tichaba, Black Witch of Salem um, that's very commonly mentioned in history whenever they kind of touch more on the Salem Witch Trials. So I do encourage that if you're interested to check it out. So now that we're ending the um, coming to the end of this podcast, I do just want to mention that I hope um, in the future that I can make these podcasts just a little bit longer. Um, I'm also hoping to at some point get some friends on the show, um, maybe not generally people that may know history, but people that may be interested in this kind of thing, um, just so I can have some real reaction um, and commentary on the show, as well as interaction between me and another person. It's not just going to be me talking all the time. Um, and I will always post um, whatever sources I have um, into the information about the episode. So if you want to check those out, you absolutely can. Um, I will continue to try and list historical sites as well as books. 
and things that have been inspired by these um, moments, if there are any. Um, so that way, you know, if you kind of get obsessed the way I do whenever I learn about these kinds of stories, you can check out some more stuff. I do, however, also want to take some time to make some closing remarks. Um, we're probably going to dive into the Salem Witch Trials again at some point on this show. Um, and as fun as it is to talk about, I do want to remind everyone that's listening that this is a very dark period of history that did result in the deaths of five women, um, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, Rebecca Nurse, and Sarah Wilds were all women who lost their lives during this hysteria. Um, so just keep that in mind um, and continue to be respectful and we'll keep learning about all this spooky history together later on the show. So... Thanks for listening to Night of the Living History. Stay spooky, my friends.